0: You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 285.
1: Time to expand your perspective.
0: Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now,
1: here's your host, Max Klar.
0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome. You have reached another Local Maximum. Today, we are going to get into the third and final part of my proposed changes to the Constitution. Uh, Since this discussion, I've cleaned a bunch of it up, so I'll mention those changes at the end of the show. Also, I've got some wonderful feedback from from some of you and from some other people. There's definitely, though, a group of people who are kind of like, what's the point here? And I think that the point here is to learn about American history and organizational design, and I've gotten in touch with some elected officials on this to gather feedback and ideas. And I've gotten some uh, particularly good feedback around, you know, when you create a government institution, what is the pitfall and uh, and and and, and uh, of of doing that? And I think that a lot of that carries over into into any kind of institution that you want to create. So I strongly disagree with anyone who says there's no point in doing this unless you're going to push our political system into making these changes, which is obviously uh, very difficult, pretty much impossible as of right now. But first of all, how are you ever going to make progress on anything unless you float some ideas and think outside the box. It's impossible. Remember, hypothesis generation is an extremely important part of the scientific method, sometimes even more important than than the testing itself, and so too are proposal generations. But secondly, there is nothing wrong with coming up with a proposal, doing a little bit of research, and putting some thought into it, and allowing others to pick it up and run with it later. Or maybe they read it and they're like, let's do the opposite. But in any direction they want, um, you know, I, think, I think there's value to that. And so uh, I, I believe that we're going to be referring to these episodes quite a bit into the future. Now, for those of you who want to get back into tech, into software, specifically into AI, have no fear, hope is on the way. I uh, recently recorded an episode of the podcast, Data on the Rocks, with Florin Tufan, and we talked about the rise of AI, and an article has come out recently, uh, once again, about AI and consciousness. So I reiterated some of my thoughts on that show, uh, which uh, I'm not sure when it'll come out, but I'm going to circle back to these issues over the next few episodes. I also, we've been meaning to get into the so-called AI doomer debate. Um, Aaron and I were actually going to try to do that the same day that we uh, recorded this uh, Constitution episode, but it went so long it ended up being a three-parter. But I want to get more nuanced into that debate and and try to summarize the positions there. All right. So now we're about to get into part three of our discussion of the Constitution. Part one was identifying the problem, uh, the administrative state, uh, why the founders screwed up the Senate. Uh, The second part was uh, the proposal uh, for the Senate and for the Executive Council. Um, And then this part is in uh, a, a a a kind of uh, counterbalance to that part, where we make some improvements in terms of representation, um, in order to make the system more democratic and perhaps make up for some of the changes that we made in the last one. Enjoy. Let's bring it up. Like a Tea Party type is probably going. Yeah, I support all this right now. But what's the progressive going to get out of this? Right. And so now we come to the House of Representatives, where it's like. Um, well, if the purpose of the Senate is the voice of the states and the purpose of the executive council is the continuity thing, what is the purpose of the House of Representatives? Well, it's to uh it's to represent the people in as best as possible.
1: So first in, in, of all, in more, you know, smaller more divisible chunks what was it originally like 15,000 per per representative or something? 30,000. 30,000. Yeah.
0: And in fact, there's a a website, 30,000.org, that advocates for a humongous, like 8,000 House of Representatives. Um, to,
1: to bring it back to that original to bring ratio. Back,
0: and they have a whole system for how it's going to work and be more effective. You know,
1: be I'm like not the trying Galactic to make that Senate. point here. What? It'll be like the Galactic Senate.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not, uh, you know... That might actually be a very good idea, but I'm not um, – you're, you're not ready to jump here. on that bandwagon. Well, yet. It's, it's just too complicated right now uh, in, in what I'm talking about now. But what I think is, look, if you're going to represent the people of the United States, there's a lot of U.S. citizens who live in U.S. territory who don't get to vote in the House of Representatives. Uh, the people in D.C., for example. The people in Puerto Rico. Now, uh, now,
1: do they have representatives there who are non-voting? Is that the current yes. state of affairs? Yeah,
0: yeah. So first of all, what we're going to do is we're going to treat all of these – the federal territories are going to get representatives um, as well, and and the federal government sets that up. So So, so
1: Puerto Rico, Guam, U.S. Virgin Islands, so on and so forth.
0: Now, all these things – now, if we're going to do it the same way that we do it now, they're going to have to draw districts in these things. And so I don't know how many representatives it gets, uh, but it could be that – like. A chunk of DC has to vote for Puerto Rico in order to make it even. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I,
1: where where do we draw the line there? Because because I'm, I'm I, I would imagine that DC easily qualifies or or pretty reasonably qualifies for at least one representative. Sure, and Puerto Rico probably more than one. Uh, but you know the the U.S. Virgin Islands uh, may not be enough, and so they ne- may need to be lumped in with another group. And you probably don't want like them being lumped in with Guam, you American know, with being Samoa. on opposite sides of the continent. Uh, but yeah. But, but OK, so th- there might have to be some interesting district drawing there that, that might combine multiple territories under a single representative.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, but that, you know, that, that's, that's a fine.
1: solvable problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, one one possibility is to increase the size of the House of Representatives that would
1: not um, not in scope for what you're saying here, but but not prohibited by it either.
0: Exactly, exactly. And so I think I have written down yeah, was, some other things. 4,
1: 438 is, is not a magic number.
0: Right, right.
1: Well, it, it is right now, but it, it need not be.
0: Right. And so I, I want to include something else, and I don't know exactly what can be done at this point, but I want to include something against gerrymandering. That's a very hard thing to do, but I feel like um, th- 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 there should be a way to write into the Constitution that can limit what goes on today, where you have these computer models? Now people are like, I'm all for gerrymandering, and the people who say that are the ones that um, you know. It, if you don't gerrymander in your state, then everyone else is going to gerrymander. That's putting you at a disadvantage. So that's what they mean. But if we can agree a, that th- no is, one's going to is that
1: a red queen's race? What's that? Is is, is that a red queen's race? Uh, that I, that I, phenom- phenomenon where where if if, if you I, it basically if, if, you, if you if you don't run because everyone else is running at the same speed, you'll fall behind. Mm. But if you do run, then everybody stays in the same place relative to each other.
0: Maybe. I mean, it's the same reason why the Electoral College is a winner-take-all on the right. states. is like, you know, You're way more powerful if you're a block voter. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, uh, um, um, if we can all agree that uh, there are more rules on apportionment uh, then, then, then we kind of do that evenly. And the Supreme Court has weighed in on this. In fact, recently they weighed in on uh, a case in Alabama where they said that there has to be a, a second majority African American district because, you know, they they put all all African Americans in one district to kind of, okay, one representative is going to take care of all of them. Which is in some is ways, that a
1: variant of on on packing and cracking?
0: Yeah, sort of. Um, In some ways, it makes sense that, like, well, uh, this community—they have similar ideas; they belong together. On the other hand, you know, it's uh, you're also like um, depriving them of of uh, of of representation, of of kind of proportional representation. And so, and I think there's sort of a uh, the issue there. Now, the problem is. Uh, gerrymandering takes place everywhere for all sorts of different reasons. Well, it it prob- especially
1: takes place here.
0: In, in what? In Massachusetts? Well, uh,
1: we we are currently uh, sitting in the... the in Jerry's. The, the, yes. Yeah. Ger- Elbridge Jerry's home district.
0: Yes. But I don't know <laughs> if gerrymandering is big in Massachusetts these days. I could...
1: It, it is probably not particularly worse than anywhere else. Yeah. We, we just have a long tradition.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, New Hampshire is quite gerry- well, There's only two districts in New Hampshire, so but it's it's uh, so they're funny shapes. It, yeah, they're funny shapes. Um, so I, I think uh, I think the problem in the Alabama case was that it's a racial gerrymander, and the Supreme Court, um, you know, has has decided that. Uh, you know, because of you know, there's a lot about race in the Constitution now, and because of how the way things developed, and and because of the Voting Rights Act, and because of uh, because of the history of the country, the the racial gerrymander has particular, um, you know, the, there's a particular reason why the court has to get involved in that one, and that's probably a good thing to to do. But I wonder if there's something that we can do that like um, that that makes these things more representative. So there's some people who say like, look. They should be. There should be like a proportional representation. Like all states should be statewide elections, and then there are no districts. That could work too. So I'm not really sure what to do here. But um,
1: yeah. So 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 this raises two questions for me. Yeah. One is um, let's let's assume for the moment that you can come up with some sort of formula that can be applied uh, to to test districts uh, and determine uh, if they are or not gerrymandered yeah, which and, I and recommend changes. But
0: uh, I know it's a hard problem.
1: One of my concerns would be. Uh, how do we ensure that the the uh, the legislature, the presumably the House, would they be oversee? Well, the the leg- let's call it the legislature, House and Senate, perhaps of
0: the state or uh, of the of, of,
1: of, the, of US. the federal government, yeah, because uh, because they're going to have some oversight on this, yeah. Um, how do we keep them from just delegating this to uh, a? a department of the administrative state because, um, you know, so, so they'll appoint a, a, you know, a civil rights commission or, you know, department of elections and they handle it. And now it's, now it's just more bureaucracy rather than the legislature actually handling it directly. Right.
0: So I'm thinking um, this I'm maybe thinking out of scope, long, but
1: that's, that's right. one of my immediate concerns that comes yeah. up. That so, This is just going to become another bureaucratic layer that's uh, a good, with all the, problems that entails that's a
0: good concern i'm wondering if we can write rules into the constitution and maybe it's not possible that could then get checked in the courts Hmm. um which which you might trust a little bit more um and stuff that like people people would agree with i don't i don't know like some people say oh just draw a grid that doesn't really work uh yeah so um there's uh there are a lot of open questions there, but but I'm thinking about it. So
1: so my other question, my other thought. Um, yeah. And and this has kind of been simmering uh, quietly in the background the whole time here. Um, you 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 mentioned citizens a couple of times in your document. Right. Um. The, uh, you 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 mentioned uh, early on the the uh, infamous three fifths compromise. Mm-hmm. Um. The the other way that that. Uh, Uh, representation uh, is, is uh, skewed perhaps is that uh, only citizens can vote, uh, but the apportionment of representatives, at least I believe under the current system is not based on citizens. It's based on population. And so uh, non-voting persons, whether that's uh, people who are not of the age of majority or people who are, uh, are, you know, are, are resident aliens, um, they count towards population for representation numbers, but they don't actually participate participate in the vote. So, if you right. have a district that has a very high immigrant population, um, then then the actual portion of of the vote necessary. The, so 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 it, it raises. There's an interesting question, which I think the, the the courts have weighed in on at various points over time to to get us to the current state we're at. Uh, but but I think it's a a not very well answered question of. Uh, should apportionment be done on the basis of voting voters, or should it be on some other basis, and uh, or or should there be some correction factor? And and, and obviously, like I said, three fifths compromise is is uh, tainted, uh, but but I I think there could be a reasonable perhaps approach of uh prorating non voters as as. If, if they're going to count towards the apportionment of representation or something well, like that. And so, so I, I you, have, you don't explicitly deal I with that in the document, was... but but yeah, I'm, I'm curious where, yeah. where you're thinking. So off.
0: first of all, I, I decided, and you brought this up because I didn't know about this, but then I decided to read a lot more about it. Um, so first of all, I'm not going to muck with the with the formulas that we have now where it's done by population, just because that's historically how we've done it. And I yeah,
1: I, I suppose the easy answer, easy answer is if you don't put anything in this proposed amendment that explicitly locks that in, then it's not preventing it from being, quote unquote, fixed elsewhere.
0: Sure, sure. So um, so but but I, I do share this concern where it's like it's not just like, oh, you're counting great. You're counting immigrants, non-U.S. citizens. What, what, what a great thing to give them a voice in our system. That's not what's happening. It's like those states are getting more representatives and then the citizens of those states are 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 allowed to vote for those people so it's giving more power to you if you live around immigrants like they're giving you their votes yeah i mean in so, in a way
1: it's it's a type of of uh it's it's kind of like the opposite side of the coin of the thing that people complain about with the senate uh in in that uh and, and because of the impact that uh the senate has on the electoral college for presidential elections that someone in what is it like wyoming their vote for president counts uh, significantly more than someone from uh, california j- just on the basis of you know number of people per electoral vote right
0: now no- notice i use the, the case of like like non-us citizens because i think they have different interests than u.s citizens and so you're not actually voting on their behalf i think it's a different situation with people who are not uh, not at the age of majority yet because there's a good like argument that like oh the parents are voting and that's representing the kids as well. Like you're, you you know, uh,
1: not not to mention they will eventually reach the age of majority at which point that, whereas with, uh, with, with immigrants, uh, they may or may not become citizens. And so it's not as clear that, that you need to cater towards that future potential voter in, in the way that you do with, with minors. Right.
0: But, but I also think there is a strong argument that like when you vote, you know, you're voting in the interest of your children, but you're not really voting. So you have to be cautious with that, because
1: that's the same argument that said women don't yeah. need a vote because their husband votes their interest.
0: Exactly. exactly. Or,
1: or, or the counterpart I mean, to that, exactly I guess, which was women are just going to vote their husband's interest because <laughs> how could they possibly have an opinion of their yeah, own? Yeah. So, so, uh,
0: so that, that, that was an argument at the time. Yeah, it's, true. It,
1: it's, it's, it's not without. Merit, uh, but but it it doesn't paint the the whole picture.
0: But but I think that I think the argument does apply in this. Case.
1: Yes, I, it's it's probably more applicable in the yeah. case of guardians. I'm sorry. How, their ca- children. how
0: old is how how old are your kids? Like
1: F- five and seven.
0: Yeah. Okay. I you know I <laughs> I think you could uh, you could vote for them.
1: <laughs> well, so 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 another place where that could potentially come into into play is, uh, and and I'd have to check the language you use precisely in the document here, um, but but you talk about the charge to the executive council. Uh, you could say that the executive council, rather than represents the citizens, that they could represent the people of the United States, and that you could explicitly uh,
0: uh, even though the, the wording person.
1: to include the the people that uh, that that the people includes not just the citizens but all you know the legal residents of the United States. Mm. Now, how does that actually trickle down or flow up into their actions? I I don't know. Uh, it's it's a a uh, I think, a, a nice thought to to give them that charge, but I don't know uh, what the impact of that would be because it still wouldn't directly right. impact how they are selected. It's, it's more what they see as their mission statement.
0: Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's, um, it, it's a really interesting thing to ponder. Um, interestingly enough, have you ever heard of the Supreme Court case uh, Reynolds versus Sims?
1: I'm not very familiar with that one now.
0: So that was actually a really important one in the 60s. and a lot of state legislatures were very malapportioned. and in fact, like it would be based on counties and districts that haven't been redrawn in like decades or like a century. And so you'd have some that are like a hundred times as big as others. And the Supreme Court said, no, every legislature, Senate, Uh, whether it's state senate or state house or assembly whatever it's called or even in cities they all have to be equal by population Mm. and no mind that the federal government has a senate that doesn't follow this all the states are unitary things and so they have to follow so uh, there's a lot of interesting things that could be said about that but, but before i go on with that i feel like um but I also want to mention, they also took up another case, I think it was in Hawaii, and I could be getting this a little bit wrong. So someone who's a constitutional scholar could correct me. But I believe, like someone was like, well, Hawaii, over here was doing it by citizens. And they were allowing, you know, people in the military are far away to vote, and they weren't allowing these people to vote. And the Supreme Court was like, oh, no, they could choose, they could pick and choose like, what their formula is for equal, like the like these two formulas are, e- are are reasonable, like like how they're going to count, but they it has to be like uh, 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 it has to be approximately equal, and then of course they don't hmm. even fill in what approximately is. I think a hundred to one is probably not approximate, and that's what killed the New York Bo- City Board of Estimate. It used to be that um, the borough president of Staten Island had the same vote as the borough president of Brooklyn, despite the fact that. Staten Island had such a small population. Now, of course, those years before 1989, uh, we were known in New York City as being under the iron thumb of Staten Island. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think that was the case. I think that people didn't like the Board of Estimate, which is a good cautionary tale for designing the, um, the Executive Council, because... The Board of Estimate was made up of, like, all these random government officials who were elected for some other purpose, and they would be, like, approving people's permits, and, you know, it got to be, like, very corrupt Mm -hmm. in that sense, and so people hated them.
1: It uh, it did always confuse me why well and 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 for a little bit of background uh, we we both grew up or, or at least yeah. I grew up and, and you spent a significant chunk of your childhood in Connecticut um, county government is not really a thing in Connecticut you know so we were in Fairfield right. County but New
0: England I don't think anywhere in New England
1: yeah I, I, it's it's much yeah. much bigger deal in in like mid Atlantic states um, right I, I think it's I want to say Maryland where uh, there is. Negligible town level government uh, that that much of it is handled at the county level in,
0: in New York. Um, except for the city, we have county executives,
1: but but yeah, it, and it, county legislature. It would make sense uh, in in my mind that oh this the why why wouldn't the senators not be a, at the county level
0: um, um, Yeah,
1: and and similarly so i you could, I've, I've i've also wondered when you know if a state has two senators why not split the state in half and one senator represents one half and the other senator represents the other half now that that doesn't really serve the the goals that uh, the of, of the of the the US Senate uh, that mm. that you laid out It'll be in awkward the mind of the founders when you redistrict but, and yeah.
0: when you redistrict and it's like between the terms Yeah, but but, that's uh, that's the uh,
1: other thing is because uh, I I believe it's it's designed so that while every state has two senators, uh, that those two senators are in different election cycles. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. Now, I like before Reynolds versus Sims, I think there were situations where counties did elect like a state Senate. And and that's I think you could still do that under Reynolds versus Sims. But you would have to apportion it correctly, and I don't know at what point it becomes um, reasonable right. And, and, or, and, it,
1: and it seems silly to redraw your counties, particularly if the yeah. county actually has a meaningful function. No, uh, on a ten-year basis. Yeah, but what I'm saying
0: is, you could still have the county governments pick the senators. You would just give them give them more senators based on their population. I see. Yeah, that that would be totally consistent with what the Supreme Court is is saying, um, but. Yeah, I mean, look, those cases, those cases might develop in an interesting way over the the course of the next century because apportionment is is a very messy thing, and they certainly haven't answered all the questions that are uh, that that could be raised, um, and certainly even the questions that they settled before could be reopened. Um, so, so we'll see. Um, so, I didn't want to get into that, but okay, House of Representatives uh, um, gets a lot more representation. The new representatives comes from places where, let's be honest, Democrats think they can win. Particularly DC. Let's, you know, I DC, mean, Puerto that, Rico. That, yeah, I, they think they can win in Puerto Rico. Rico. We all know they can win in DC. <laughs> uh, Puerto Rico and and some of the other outflung ones are, uh, you know, I'm not so sure. Uh, because remember, like when Alaska and Hawaii were admitted, it was considered. Well, uh, Hawaii is going to be Republican and Alaska is going to be Democrat. It turned out to be completely opposite. I
1: did not realize. Yeah, that. interesting. So, um, yeah. W- so, why did they think Hawaii would be Republican? Was it the, the large
0: military presence? I you know I don't know that. I I, I assume it's the large military presence and probably the business interests hmm. there. Um,
1: I, I I guess that could make sense through certain lines. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so. Uh, uh, so, so so what was i getting at there so okay so so that that gives them an edge and plus it, 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 I, I think it plays to the, the sense of fairness that, that that we all feel
1: um now i think you've buried the lead here because not only is is are, are we increasing uh representation of of non-state entities in the house of representatives uh, but you're proposing a change to how the presidential electoral college
0: works. Right. so now the electoral college is going to be based so so today the electoral college is based on the state gets the number of... So each state gets to appoint a certain number of electors who elect the president. The electors are equal to the number of representatives plus the number of senators. So like whatever your reps are, plus two. Um, Now, the weird thing about that is that the balance in the electoral college is totally based on how big they make the House of Representatives, which that decision has been set in stone for 100 years, but they make that decision without thought to to the electoral college bounds. so it's a really weird way of doing it i think it was kind of like well we have the senate one way we have the house of representatives another way we don't want to go through this whole debate again with the president, so let's just add it together and call it a day that's kind of what i think the the uh constitutional convention did but now that we have uh this executive council that's chosen the senate way we'll say no the president is going to be chosen the House of Representatives way, it's going to be uh, the election for the president is going to have electors uh, from uh, you know from based on the population of the state, so apportioned in the way that the uh, House of Representatives is, and um, so, and, so and then now it already has DC, so DC will will keep keep their representatives. Although D.C. will be represented left, because nowadays D.C. gets, represent, gets three votes, because it's as if they had two senators. Uh, but you might get some more from Puerto Rico or whatever. But I think uh, it, it's going to be more based on population, and the president will be the only... Will now be not the only uh, office elected with a national election, but it'll be the only office with a national election that's weighted by population. And so that would carry, carry a bit of weight. And so... So, so Nate Silver will have to
1: that. change the name of his website. It will no longer be five thirty-eight. Um, it's it won't be four thirty-eight either because we'll be be adding uh, uh, additional yeah. representatives to the to the House, uh, and and as a result, the presidential election it will not uh, strictly adhere to the popular vote, but it will be much more closely aligned to it than it is currently, with the weight of the Senate uh, influencing. Uh, the the distribution of electoral votes
0: right so uh, one argument against the electoral college that i hear which th- th- there's there's it's it, it's arguable that this is valid but well a, a voter in um, california has much less weight than a voter in wyoming because voter in wyoming is the least populated state and you know they, they have three electors in the electoral college well now wyoming is going to have one uh, so they're gonna be reduced by a third. California's not even gonna notice there two that's missing uh, so uh so now, now the
1: yeah. one of the goals of of perhaps uh changing how the the electoral college is structured would be to get uh candidates to to campaign in places where perhaps they don't uh
0: so i don't know it seems like
1: this would not necessarily do that because it would make it even less likely that somebody's going to spend time campaigning in in a a wyoming Um, right
0: so it's a question of do we want to allow winner take all still Um, i I haven't filled that in yet that's one place where i want to get more feedback um, do we want to allow fin- winner no, take is, all? No, is, is that currently
1: at that? determined at the state level, or is that it's, determined, it's determined by the Constitution? It's determined at the state level, okay. but because it, there are two states which are exceptions,
0: yeah. But but it's really in your interest to um, to do winner take all. Those states are just they don't care about that stuff. <laughs> they're also very oddball states. Uh, Nebraska and Maine are, uh, well, and,
1: and 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 they're they're not at the absolute bottom of of the uh, the influence level there, but they they have relatively small number of delegates to begin with.
0: Yeah. So, right. it's, so, so it's
1: it's not like a a New York or a California who's got a significant power in their block uh, weakening that. It's these these are people who, uh, you know, we've we've got you know what has what Maine got like five electoral votes or, or maybe uh, not even that
0: maybe uh, four four I, I, yeah. yeah so
1: so uh, yeah the, I know it's more than three yeah so. Saying that, well, ra- rather than than having all four go go one way, we're going to have two go with the majority, and then you know one per district. Uh, that that doesn't really dilute their their influence that much. Uh, so it's it's uh, I, I I can't imagine a scenario where uh, it's not going to result in in either a three one split or a or a four for all. Mm. So so you know they're they're potentially l- giving up one electoral vote. Uh, from their blockiness, uh, much less impact right. than if a similar approach both, was taken in New both York. Both
0: Nebraska and Maine also like award their two Senate electors based on the the Right,
1: right. State. Yeah, they they, they those those two are are it's it's uh, w- winner take two, and then the rest by district.
0: Exactly, exactly. Which, which kind of makes sense. So I don't know what to do with this. I, I I this is where I'd like some feedback on, but I feel like. Uh, I feel like this is going to be very appealing uh, uh, to to uh, you know people on the let's say like the the left side of the aisle who would be very suspicious of indirect election of senators. Um, is it too imbalanced for one side or the other? I don't know. That's 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 where I want to kind of get some uh, get some feedback and try to figure it out.
1: So so. Uh one other question I want to throw out there, mm-hmm. and, and m- maybe we don't have an answer for it now, but but food for thought. Um, so this gives uh, much better representation to territories.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Um, does it, do, do it, I guess, so the advantage of going from becoming a territory to a state, which which is really a consideration primarily for, for Puerto Rico right now, I don't think mm-hmm. there's anyone else who's who's really on the cusp and no, by very, cusp i mean they're not actually well, actively pushing DC. for it but they've, they've 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 talked about it it's something yeah. that's 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 been considered DC as well. um so the China. advantage of, of yeah. making that jump to statehood uh would be that in addition you now get senatorial representation yeah. uh, and and a vote on the uh, a vote in the uh appointment of the executive council so so dc and puerto rico uh, under the system would have no say in the executive council
0: um because uh, actually, because you
1: need a senator to—that's uh, not true. No.
0: So, your state is selecting uh, uh, the senator, right? But who is your state if you're a territory? It's actually the federal government itself, because you're directly under the federal government. The federal government does have representation in the Senate. They have a vice. The vice president is in the Senate. So you do okay. you do in that way, and not only that. Now that there's only one senator, one vote. That per seems state, like uh, representation
1: F1. laundering, but but it's it it's something, word. not nothing. It,
0: it's something, not nothing. And and I think, well, the question is for the electoral college for um, uh, for counselors, do we include an equivalent of the vice president in that? Mm. I'm I'm not really sure.
1: Yeah. So so I I guess what I'm getting is I'm I'm not sure if right, p- particularly if we want to encourage. Uh, Territories to make the jump to become states. Uh, There's there's an interesting uh, discussion to be had on the advantages and disadvantages of being a territory versus being a state. I'm also not sure if there's a size threshold at which we're like, well, Puerto Rico is big enough that they really should be a state, not a territory. Whereas uh, Guam, you're so small, we're not going to make you a state, even if you wanted to be. Um, I, I. I haven't given it that much thought, but it's but it's something that pops to mind. Yeah. Um, so, cause, cause, because we're we're changing the na- the nature of of state versus non state uh influence here and 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 rights and privileges that go with
0: that. Right. Well now you have less of a um incentive. I I think you have less of incentive to be a state. Is that what you're well, saying?
1: saying? uh potentially. Um yeah and and, and I wonder if uh, I, I guess it I mean, if we're talking about amending the Constitution, then it doesn't have constitutional implications. but um so, so, the house has the power of the purse, correct.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Puerto Rico doesn't pay federal taxes, right., uh, so should they be allowed to vote on the uh, how federal funds are uh, allocated and distributed if they are not contributing to that?
0: Yeah, well, remember, Let's say we answer the question, yes, but remember now the executive council um, can um,
1: – they've, they've got the, the – what will you refer to as line item veto that they can well, they, control the some fact, spending. The kind
0: of the, uh, yeah, yeah. So they can say like, look, this is just kind of uh, pork that has been put in – by people who don't pay taxes, we can't afford all this. Yeah, I mean, it's so, it's, it's not a symmetrical a
1: saying, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if they still do, but D.C. for a long time had license plates that said uh, no taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, should it be no representation without taxation? Uh, no. I, I, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Yeah, no representation <laughs> without taxation. Uh, you, you, yeah. you got to have skin in the game. <laughs> Just cross it off. No taxation. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> you were half right um yeah so um uh yeah, so th-
1: this this is this is a, a a well thought out and and uh uh, uh you know kind of very, very interesting structure but but I, I think we've we've established that there's there's certainly some some edges that can be uh, rounded off or or maybe some, some gaps that need to be filled here still.
0: Right. And if you're on the Locals, I'm going to send this out to the Locals first. I'm going to put a link to the Google Doc so you could go in and, and read it yourself and comment it on yourself and see in real time as I, I make some updates. So definitely go to Locals, uh, maximum.locals.com. And also, uh, you know, y- you have to be a supporting member in order to get access to this document. So I think it's a lot of fun. And as, as you know, this, it's not just like my love of history and politics, but a lot of the other things that we've talked about play into this. There's also a bit of engineering that comes into this, a lot of mathematics, some of the social choice theory and a lot of like, you know, we, we even had uh, an episode and I'm trying to think of uh, which one it is, but, um, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it was one of like uh, it was one of like the, the uh, uh, on the the board of directors and how those worked mm. and what their fiduciary responsibility should be. So basically, corporate governance, which is always an interesting topic because it's something that it's it affects our lives more than the government governance or it's just as much, but we don't talk about it. Uh, so so it kind of brings all that together, and so I, I really enjoyed doing this, and I hope at some point I don't know how to like publish these or put it somewhere because I don't want to be. Like a someone going around being like, "This is my thing. I want to, you know, I want to make this happen. <laughs> this is something that someone could pick up decades in the future. If there's an Article Five convention, it's like, oh, we better be uh, prepared. Oh, okay, good. right. It, it,
1: it's it's the type of thing that, that you 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 could conceivably like publish a position paper or a white paper on, but but you're not, you know, on staff at uh, the Heritage Foundation or or Cato or or whatever, and so there's not, you know, a uh, an obvious venue for that necessarily.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Now, now uh, if, if people run into you at, uh, at pork fest, uh, w- will you have paper copies of this uh, available uh, or, or they just have to give you the secret handshake and you can send them a link.
0: That's a good question. I don't know. Well, I, I, uh, what should I do?
1: Put, put, put Max on the spot. If you see him at pork fest, ask him, uh, you say, I, I, I want, I want to see the great compromise document. What can you do for me?
0: <laughs> okay. I'm,
1: uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm ready to compromise.
0: All right, great, great. Uh, it sounds good. Maybe, uh, maybe I will bring paper yeah, documents. I,
1: I, I offer you a, a link and, and yeah. exchange. I receive your unfiltered feedback.
0: There's a lot of people at Porkfest who are very anti-constitution. Um, so
1: yeah, we, we we were talking earlier about uh, some of the events on the schedule. Yeah. Uh, 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 one of which I think is uh, was was it you know, why why the Constitution is is terrible or, or failed yeah. or something were this along those debate lines? Debate
0: about it, like the U.S. Constitution sucks. So that's right, uh, but. We'll we'll see what the terms of the debates are. Also argued by the same person I debated against, um, you know, uh, uh, earlier. So we'll, we'll see what's going on there. Um, I'm,
1: I'm I'm beginning to be concerned by by not only uh, well I, I I guess it's it's uh, aligned with his previous position that if uh, if monarchy is is superior then then you would be opposed to the constitution.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. that's. <laughs> but it's also weird because Alu wants to secede from the United States, but then it's like okay, I want to secede, but. I also want a monarch. That's like that's kind of weird. Uh, well,
1: it would be difficult to do that without seceding. Um, that's um, true. I mean, um, um, yeah. unless you're uh, creating a monarch uh, at the top of the federal government. I, I don't
0: think he really um, uh, proposes like the the Kingdom of New Hampshire or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> I guess maybe we'll find out. Um, okay, An- another topic I want to talk about real quick is that um, I, I have. Uh, I have contracted with uh, a group that is going to get me another podcasts.
1: You have a booking agent.
0: Yeah, and I'm a little concerned. I just did like kind of a um, kind of a a taste of it. I'm going to do it once a month for a few months, and I'm a little concerned because a lot of people they uh, come to me and they ask about they ask to be on the show, and oftentimes, like I want this show to be a forum for people who are interested in the show to voice their opinion. so for example if you're a listener you want to be on the show sometimes i do calls i haven't done it in a while but like if you just want to talk about a particular issue you can either send me an email i read the emails all of that i've done recently but also like i'm willing to do like a quick zoom call with you five minutes ask you what's on your mind and then play it on the show as well and so i'm happy to do that and if somebody wants to be on the show they, they or is looking to be on podcasts they email the show at localmaxradio@gmail.com and sometimes I find some great guests that way but I also get a lot of pitches that are like trying to sell enterprise software, high-performance team, or, or coaching of, uh, of, of business and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to talk about work on this project. <laughs> I mean, I know we talk about the philosophy of like software engineering and how what you could build in technology and stuff. But like, workity work? No. <laughs> yeah. So and, and so a lot of people sound very boring. And so I'm like, how do I make a pitch that doesn't sound boring, that sounds a lot more interesting than um, – what people you should do so that i'm gonna try to figure out
1: it's 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 always hard to sell yourself
0: yeah yeah well hopefully i think part of the thing is going to be not to sound like everyone else but i feel like me that i have so many different interests that it's going to be too much of a a long long list so i don't know what to do about that
1: i'm 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 looking forward to hearing some uh, crossover episodes
0: (laughs) all right great well you know, there's an outside chance I could get you a booking, Aaron. Oh. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that's uh, if that's all possible. All right, I think we're good for today. We we covered. Uh, we, we have covered quite a bit. Um, any last thoughts on this Constitution, or we're going to wait till we get the uh, the feedback coming?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I uh, am am looking forward to seeing some some of the the latest revisions because I think I'm I'm looking at a a 24 hour old copy that I that I was working off of, but we've had some 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 fun discussions on this this week uh, leading up to this episode, and, and there's, there's some more ironing to come.
0: All right. A few changes that I've made after the fact. I decided not to apportion representatives between the territories, just have them send a delegation once they reach a certain size and a non-voting delegation. Otherwise, like they do now, Guam has a non-voting delegation. It just, you know, Guam is the size of Stanford, Connecticut, where I am now. So, uh, you know, maybe giving them a a rep will be too much. It it doesn't make sense to have these very different places kind of share one rep. I I don't think uh, someone, a representative could do that if they're just going to be flying around (laughs) all the different territories or something. Uh, So, future work would have to be for a better house plan. I definitely want to read some of these mega house plans, maybe, perhaps, come come up with my own. All right. Now, for related episodes, usually I don't read off the related episodes, but I think it's important this time. uh, We have uh, an episode on corporate governance that I did in episode 108 on what is probability. And that was actually, and that specifically covers like An organization with a clear purpose uh, runs better as an organization. So that's episode 108. It came out. Honestly, I remember doing the research for it on the way up to Aaron's, uh, the last time I went skiing just before COVID. So that was like February of 2020. Uh, Then episode 74, we talked about gerrymandering. And way back in the early episodes, I think it was episode four, if I'm not mistaken, let me... uh, let me uh, try to double check that. Yes. Episode four, the proper way to gerrymander. That was how you can use techniques in machine learning to gerrymander your state and um, perhaps subvert democracy, but get all your preferences passed. So uh, if you want to learn how to do that, uh, episode four, my sound wasn't so good in those, uh, in those episodes back then, but, uh, but give it a shot. You should be able to hear it. Um, now, I am going to propose, uh, post this proposal on GitHub very soon and on my website over the next week or so, hopefully. And once again, I'd like your feedback for those who haven't given, me, uh, given it to me the first time. Uh, I've gotten a bunch already. I'm actually kind of curious if there's anyone in my non-American audience, of which I know there are quite a few of you uh, who have a perspective on this that I am not hearing. I do mention, you know, uh, in, in the... Uh, uh, in the paper, uh, at least one international example of a, a governing board uh, that, that seems like it works, and that would be uh, Switzerland. Um, but maybe there are others. Maybe there are some that, that don't work. Uh, I'd love to hear about it. So that's for my non-American audience. For my American audience, have a wonderful Independence Day, a wonderful uh, Fourth of July, and enjoy the fireworks this week. See you all next week. Have a great week.